Hey everybody, welcome back to Wit Glass Unfiltered. I'm your host, Courtney Huntington. It is a lovely early afternoon on a rainy Monday where I am. It rained all day yesterday and it is raining just as much today, if not more. Uh, but uh, I love this kind of weather. I love the the sound of the rain. I love the chill in the air. Uh, it does make it messy, but I don't really mind that too much. Hope you're having a great day. I am excited to be back with you. I've got a fresh cup of coffee here that I've made, and uh, it just tastes amazing. And of course, a nice, warm, tasty beverage like this tastes even better on a rainy day, so there's something really glorious about that. Uh, but I'm excited to be back with you, not just because I'm drinking a great cup of coffee on a nice rainy day, but because I have so many things that I would love to talk with you about. You know, I'm trying not to get too wrapped up in the politics, as I've told you before. And uh, so my last episode was a music episode, and... Uh, I want to do more of those, but I don't want to avoid the politics altogether, even though what I'm trying to do when I talk about politics is talk more about the cultural implications of the politics than about the politics themselves. But part of what Whitglass does is talk about real news, because I think that that sort of thing is so important, and you can't build culture on falsehood. So, I don't want to completely avoid politics, but I also want to do more music stuff, more poetry stuff, more um, science fiction, movies, uh, creative writing, um, I mean, even creative nonfiction, uh, history, all kinds of topics that I think are really ripe for uh, discussion. And uh, over the weekend, I stayed out of politics mostly, just dipped my toes in here and there, uh, but I had a fascinating, fascinating uh, Twitter exchange um, on, hmm, I want to say it was on Friday that I had this uh, exchange. Um, I did less on Saturday, and then I took the entire day off of Twitter yesterday, which, if you've never done, is amazing. And um, what I mean by if you've never done, I mean, if you're a regular Twitter user and you've never taken a day off, um, you definitely should. Because life is frankly just better... Oh, man, this is going to sound like sacrilege, but... Life is just better without Twitter. I mean, Twitter's fun, and I, I enjoy being part of the conversation, but seriously, life is just better without Twitter. At least as an everyday thing. We'll see. We'll, I, I mean, I'm not that long in my Twitter-using history. I'm not one of those people who's been using it since the very beginning, and it's just a part of the fabric of my being now. Um, but for me, Twitter is, is fun and at the same time frustrating because I enjoy rational debate and frankly, there isn't much of it on Twitter. I enjoy um, 
rational debate rooted in logic. And there's not much logic on Twitter. I like rational debate rooted in logic, presented with compassion, with courtesy, with all of the grown-up ideals that make for civilization. And frankly, Twitter is a step back, at least one step back for civilization, at least the way Twitter is done today. Now, I am not trying to make a grand statement right here and now about Twitter itself. I'm not trying to make a grand statement about the idea of 140 character representations of thought. I'm not trying to make any grand point about whether or not I think Twitter as a service is good or bad, functional or non-functional, beneficial, not beneficial, or anything like that. All I'm saying is that, that Twitter as it exists today is a step back for civilization. Look at the dialogue, if you can call it that, taking place on Twitter, and... If you don't think that it's a step back in civilization, then I want to talk to you. I want to have a nice, rational discussion with you and find out why you think it's not a step back. I'd be happy to hear um, a defense of Twitter from somebody who is reasonable in their approach to it. Um, Having said that, I do love Twitter, and I love uh, interacting on Twitter. I think it can be a lot of fun, um, but I do tend to do it... Uh, boy, I, I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to be bragging. So hopefully this doesn't come across as bragging. I, I, I don't... I, I don't mean to brag, but... Simply, I, I try at least, whether I succeed or not, I'll let others judge, but I try very hard to be courteous on Twitter, even with somebody who's being an absolute jackass. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean that I never rail against anybody on Twitter. Evan McMullen, for example... I rail against him all the time because he's proven himself to be just an absolute partisan shill. And I despise that kind of hypocrisy, especially from those who claim to be better, especially from those who claim to be, um, to be, boy, who claim to be leaders who claim to be constitutional and liberty-minded and all this, and then you find out, oh, no, no, they're not liberty-minded at all. They're just... They're just shills. They're people, just like Paul Ryan, who try to act conservative, look conservative, better than the rest, and then they get in that position of power and you find out, oh, it was all an act. That's the way I feel about Evan McMullen. So I don't mind railing against him on Twitter. Um, but I had this conversation on Friday with a guy by the name of Vinny James. At Real Vinny James is his Twitter handle. And um, before I go on, let me say, I don't know if you heard that noise in the background. 
I forgot to turn off my uh, my coffee maker, and so it was doing a, a cycle down, um, a little cleaning cycle that it goes through when it shuts itself off. It's an awesome coffee maker. Maybe one day I'll talk about coffee and recommend a machine like this, but um, it's it's just a, a really cool household um, espresso and coffee machine. It's pretty awesome. So if you heard that noise, that's what it was. Um, but back to Vinnie James. Vinnie James was uh, calling people out for talking bad about Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, saying we got to band together as conservatives. We can't have this division in the fold, so don't say bad things about him. And Vinnie James is a guy I've followed for quite a while on Twitter, and I've retweeted things he says, and I've even responded affirmatively to tweets of his. But I took him to task very gently, I thought, and others on Twitter seem to agree. Um, I took him to task for uh, for being partisan. Like, no, no. We need to call out people like Paul Ryan when they're being stupid. And he, you know, fired back that, that no, that's not how it's supposed to go. And, and I, I, I said to him, I said, um, you know, he wanted to talk about conservatives. And so I asked the question, who is conservative? I was trying to get a definition out of him. I mean, first he, uh, boy, was he patronizing. He, he sent me a screenshot of a, of a dictionary definition of the word partisan because he said I was misusing the term. Um, a partisan is just somebody who's a supporter of an idea. So, uh, so there's nothing wrong with being uh, a partisan. And it's like, okay, wait, wait a second, wait a second. That's not how we use the term partisan. And I, I, I uh, shot back another uh, screenshot to him of a different uh, dictionary app um, defining the word partisan, um, showing that the first definition is, is clearly the standard usage that we use. I'm not saying that the way he's using it is not um, also a potentially appropriate definition of the term partisan, but it is not the common usage. My usage is more common. Um, just because it's more common doesn't mean it's necessarily right, by the way, and I'd be happy to have that kind of discussion at some point. But the term partisan, as we use it in our political discourse today, clearly means choosing party over principle. But he's wanting to use the term partisan to mean choosing principle over party, which... If you're listening closely, you can hear how silly that sounds, right? So, so I, um, I just wanted to clarify what we mean by conservative and who we're classifying as conservative. And he blocked me. He said, oh, now you're just trying to, I don't even remember what he said. He's, he said, you, you, basically, you're just trying to, to play word games. I don't have time for you. Bye. And there were other people who were, uh, who were part of the discussion 
who even called him out. And so I, I responded by tweeting back and, um, you know, tagging him in, in the tweet saying, um, I, I had five or six exchanges with you and I was more polite than these other people and you blocked me. Um, I, I'll include in the show notes a link to this uh, this tweet thread so that you can see it for yourself. You can judge for yourself whether or not uh, I was being too much of an ass. Um, I've I've said much worse things on Twitter um, to people who took it with with graciousness and um, you know kept firing back. And we had a really nice, healthy debate, even with a few barbs thrown in. I, I was not trying to attack him at all. Just trying to present a critical point of view, which, by the way, it was exactly what he was doing. The thread was not started by real Vinnie James. The thread was started by somebody else, and Vinnie James jumped onto their thread responded to them and criticized them for being critical of Paul Ryan. And when I came back, agreeing with the original thread creator, Vinnie James blocked me because he couldn't take criticism. So he's willing to dish it out, not willing to take it. Now, I, I have to say at this point, that this is what is wrong with conservatives. Conservatives are full of crap because conservatives don't actually behave as partisans around an idea. You know, if if Vinnie James wanted to say, um, well, I, I want to use a different definition for the word partisan. I want to talk about being idea partisans or principle partisans. Come on, rally around the principle of conservatism. Well, m- maybe in that case, I would I would give him a thumbs up, but he was wanting to use that definition, or at least use that definition in the discussion, but what he was actually doing was rallying rallying around the party, not the idea. So, first of all, he's using a a non-standard usage for the term partisan without defending it and assuming that everybody else is misusing the term and should be using it the way he's using it. But then, he's not actually doing what he claimed he was doing. He wasn't doing, he wasn't doing what he claimed the usage of the term ought to be. He was actually rallying around the party rather than the ideas. If you rally around the ideas, you can't help but criticize Paul Ryan. So in a sense, I, I'm, I'm saying, Vinnie James, you're absolutely wrong. But in another sense, I'm saying, yeah, you're right. So why don't we actually do that and not do what you're doing? Because you're not doing what you're saying we're supposed to be doing. 
And this is part of the problem. Uh, I have a dear friend who is um, a self a self uh, described liberal, a self described um, progressive. I, I won't tell you all the things he describes himself as, uh, but. We had a conversation about um, Justice Scalia, and we talked about replacing Justice Scalia. We talked about conservative versus liberal. We talked about the Supreme Court. We talked about a, a lot of things, and he made a point about Scalia. And don't come back at me for this, uh, because I'm going to talk about this off the top of my head, and if I get some details wrong, uh, I'm sorry. Feel free to point them out, but don't, uh, uh, don't hit me too hard. Um, I'm happy to be corrected on, on any of the details I get wrong here, um, but, um, but I, I'm not trying to say that, that I'm going to get every last detail right. I think that I've got um, most of it right. If I get something wrong, let me know. But the, the idea, as I recall it, is that um, there was a vote around the year 2001. Oh, and all of a sudden, I'm forgetting what the vote even was. The Supreme Court vote. Oh, I think it may have been the... George W. Bush, Al Gore election, and Scalia voted against the Constitution. And he did it because, whew, I mean, basically because it was expedient. Um, he felt that it was, it was more right, even though it was less constitutional, and and this this friend of mine said this is part of the reason that I can't stand conservatives because they say constitution 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 but then when something goes against them they they go against the constitution you know when the, I mean when the constitution goes against them meaning the conservatives the conservatives say Oh, well, ah, to heck with it. I mean, and we saw this with, with even a guy like um, Thomas Jefferson and the Louisiana Purchase, et cetera, et cetera. And again, don't come back to me with that. I'm, that's not my, my, my point. I don't really care to talk about that, except to say that um, there are a lot of people, at least, who feel that that was Thomas Jefferson stepping outside of the bounds of the Constitution, stepping outside of the principles he had proclaimed, and doing so because it was expedient. Now, some of those people even argue that they think it was the right choice. But uh, an awful lot of people uh, just feel that that was um, a clear... Uh, what's the word? Exception. Exception. So, um, I don't like it when conservatives do that kind of stuff either. Now, I understand that 
people sometimes act out of accordance with their stated principles. I do it too. Um, but every time we do that, we destroy our own credibility. Every time we do that, we destroy our own credibility. This is one of the reasons that um, news organizations aren't trustworthy. They can say, oh, but this percentage of the time, we're right on the money. Yeah, but the percentage of the time that you're right off the money... (laughs) is pretty significant still. It's not just it happened once or twice in your career, but it happened uh, 10 or 20% of the time where you're clearly ignoring facts, misrepresenting facts, etc. I mean, for some organizations, it's higher than that, but even some of the... Um, the more trustworthy news sites. I mean, the the Huffington Post, unless they're talking about sports scores or something like that, you can't trust a single word they say. Because at least half of the time or more, their presentation of the facts is so skewed. And I'm, I'm giving a rough analysis. I have not done a scientific investigation into what exact percentage. But... Um, I assume when I read an article from the Huffington Post that it, they're presenting less than half of the available facts and that of the less than half of the available facts that they're presenting, they're twisting an additional half. And so my assumption with the Huffington Post is, uh, unless it's just an indisputable thing, um, you know, the, the Patriots won by a score of X number of points in the Super Bowl after being down by X number of points to the Atlanta Falcons. Unless it's something indisputable like that, the Huffington Post will twist it, misrepresent it, uh, skew it, um, muck it up, fail to include pertinent information, etc., 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 Um, but you hear Jake Tapper say, oh, but I did report on this or I did report on that. Yeah, but you know what? Even though you may be better than the Huffington Post, you're not enough better. You've, you've still left out too many pertinent details when it mattered. You've still slanted one direction or another on, um, a, a topic too many times, too much of the time. Conservatives, especially, ought to be careful about adhering to principle because really, that's what conservatism is all about, is conserving liberty, conserving the principles that lead to liberty.
if if you're listening to this and and you're a self-proclaimed liberal, uh, don't take offense at this, but liberals, modern liberals, who often also go by the name progressives, neither of which title I really care to give them, but I'm laying them out there for common parlance purposes right now. Um, those people who hold those principles, it makes sense that they would skew facts and not be trustworthy. Because their principles support them skewing the facts. That, that whole thing of uh, the ends justify the means, that's a liberal progressive idea. That is not a conservative idea. And conservatives should fight against that. And when we allow the ends to justify the means, we're not conserving anything. We're actually progressing. Now, having said that, I do want to quickly clarify, um, I don't consider liberals to be liberal at all. There's another term or set of terms that applies to that that I think is better. Progressives, I don't consider them to actually be progressing at all. Uh, there's another set of terms that applies to that. They may th call it progressive we generally may foolishly permit them to claim to be progressive, but in reality, progressivism is regressive. Progressivism as we know it today is regressive. Civilization progressed very nicely, and the so-called progressives are sending us back out of civilization, back into barbarism. So, I don't like to permit liberals who are not liberal, not actually liberal, to use that term liberal. I don't like those people who call themselves...